calling all aspiring podcasters. Everyone has thought that they had the next great idea for what the big podcast of the future is going to be. However, once you get started, you quickly realize how difficult it is to actually make a podcast. You have to edit your episodes. You have to be a graphic designer. You have to market your show. It's really difficult. But there is a brand new service that you should check out that really helps in the production of your podcast. It's called Podmachine. Yeah, we use Podmachine. They take care of our audio production, our designs, our marketing, our growth. All we have to do is sit back, chismes, and just make good content. So sign up now and you can get a free episode trial of Podmachine. And once you get started and see how quick and easy it is, it only costs $49.99 a month for four episodes a month. But wait, there's more. If you use our code CHEESEMES, you get one free episode credit upon subscribing. So head on to podmachine.com and let them do the hard work so you can take it easy and just make a good podcast. Podcast Network Asia. Hello, welcome to another episode of The Cheese Me's Cancelled. My name is Trace. And I'm Leo. And today we are going to be reviewing the episode of Breaking the Thabo all about body shaming. In today's episode, we will talk about embarrassing encounters that we get in public. My sister's experience being body shamed by a Vegas Uber driver introverted Filipinos responding to family comments and how we need a full picture for Filipinos. Anyway, here's the first minute of the episode all about body shaming. Filipinos love the F word. And no, I don't mean cursing. I mean fat. If you're Filipino, you've probably heard at least one of these comments. Hoy, dumabaka. Or tabachoy. Or Oy ha, Kali's made you fat. While it's nice to know our relatives pay close attention to us, sometimes I don't even know how to respond. And how do we respond when Filipino culture has normalized these attacks on our physical looks as just casual greetings? Sadly, this is nothing new for our culture that has been constantly held up to impossible beauty standards, lighter skin, narrower noses, and smaller tummies. Is body shaming a toxic Filipino trait? Or does every culture do it? And what happens when we don't take joke long as a joke? I'm Sapphire Sindalo, and this is Breaking the Table, where we talk real shit. All right, so let's talk about this episode. What was like the Filipino angle of this, like the Filipino cancelable offense of things that you had said in this video? Obviously, I didn't like just from looking at the topic of it or the, the title and having not watched, I have not never seen the whole thing. I had seen the first minute. Thanks, Instagram. Um, mm. I didn't realize that you went into beyond fat shaming in this. You're talking about like the the nose and the skin yeah, color. The skin color. I think because the, the part about this is like body shaming isn't just fat shaming. You can be body shamed because people are considering you too skinny. You can be body shamed for your hair texture, your nose. Mm. And I think a lot of this comes down to different parts of Filipino culture I think in academic spaces, it's so easy to say um, like colonization and, you know, Filipino culture uplifting and upholding the Western standard. Um, and yep. that's true. But I think it, it makes it harder to engage with these types of conversations. So the whole premise of, you know, breaking the tabo is being able to bring this into a more relatable and engaging format, which is why you'll see certain parts in the script 
I don't know. Like, you know, this is our first season. I don't know if they worked, but this video did really well on Facebook. And it was just so funny when, Tracy, when you were watching it, when you would like make remarks, because I was also curious how other people see it. So like, for example, Mm. we say, why do you think they say, let's get this bread? That is literally not why they say let's get this bread. Yeah, for real. There's no way that's that's real. It absolutely isn't. Um, Yeah. And... And we were talking, I was talking with the writer, like whether we should put this, but it's the same thing on the our most viral episode when we say, when will Hollywood get a taste of this balabog? Like, I just yeah. thought it was, I just honestly thought it was so funny. I was like, just do it. Like, well, that one, the balabog one is funny because it's like, no one's actually like, that's like a, just a, a pun, right? Yes. But like the, let's get this bread. When I hear that, I was like, that's. Like the, yeah, I feel like that's implying where that saying actually comes from. <laughs> yes. So that, yeah, that is not true, but it doesn't matter. Like no one gets hurt by me saying that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I will but, say it's, it's a little, whatever. It's fine. Cause it's like such a small part of it, but yeah. Um, but, um, shoot, there was, an, there was another the, part. Oh, the part, well, the part where I make Sapphire sing Leia Salonga. Oh yeah. Who, yeah. 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 Again. I'm I'm so sorry, Sapphire. I made I made her do that. <laughs> what about the um, the part where she spoke in Tagalog? She said something in Tagalog. Oh my goodness. Okay, so beyond which that, which I assumed was just like a like a like a she was spitting back at like basically saying the same thing back. Yes, yes. So she was basically saying to her Tita, like she was basically questioning Tita, bakit ang taba taba mo na? And a lot of people. I guess, like, at surface level, they kept making fun of Sapphire for her Tagalog. Yeah. I think that's, like, the... Can relate. I also got made fun of for my Tagalog whenever I try to say anything. Yeah, exactly. So th- that's the first part, and I, I think it it just really sucked. Um, even myself, like, I'm trying to pronounce it, and I kind of am slaughtering it. But um, the whole idea is, like, we are not able to say these things back. Um, yeah. Because we will we'll be... Nice. <laughs> we'll just, yeah. So good. Um, nice. Okay, so I'm going to read through some of the comments, some of the, the cancelable comments that people got. One thing that's interesting, someone said that Filipino food is just generally fattening. Okay, so that actually goes into our other episode about Filipino food because one of the biggest cancelable things, and it's not really cancelable, I, I like to think of these as learnings. Sorry, that's just a little tip. If you don't want to be cancelled, learn from it acknowledge it i think that's one of the podcast is about being canceled what was that our whole podcast is about being canceled yeah but we're still here (laughs) yeah we're still here (laughs) um what was i gonna say oh okay so filipino food is fattening so one of the things that i really learned is classifying filipino food as like all fatty foods is ignoring that a majority of what we consider as filipino food are just fiesta foods so when you're talking about lumpia or lechon you know these are foods that they bring out during parties this isn't necessarily something that everyone eats every single day um and so that's the difference and i think filipino americans might get it different because on the daily we have options where we can eat other foods and that's just us living in america and eating but when Mm -hmm. we're eating filipino food we're often getting the lumpia the adobo the lechon you know, which yeah. most of these would be considered like those fatty fiesta foods. Yeah. You yeah. know, someone, an interesting comment here. Someone said, um, guess I'm a rude mother. 
Um, we're all judgmental people, whether we admit it or not. Sometimes it's really tiring explaining my size, but I prefer to be sensitive than to be overly sensitive. And I'm just reminded my, remind my kids that people are always different. Do not be melodramatic and still do not allow for people to become comfortable in joking with you. Actually, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know if that comment actually like means that she. I mean, I, it sounds like people. from that comment, it sounds like she's admitting that she body shames, but she's saying yeah. that her intention is not to hurt someone. Yeah. And, oh, and someone said body shaming and then they put the laughing emoji. It's just normal to a degree. It's like, yeah. that's the problem. That's the whole thing. That's the whole video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, I, you know, one of my one of my favorite quotes from who's... I, I took this from, like, one of my close friends at UCLA. It's, your opinion, own your impact. So if you, mm. your opinion, and own your impact, it doesn't matter if you, you didn't mean it. It didn't matter if it was a joke. Didn't matter if you were just trying to get them to be more healthy. We have to understand how our words impact people and yeah. um, and then really take ownership of that. So that really is like one of my favorite quotes because like one down always like we're never going to do something that out of malition. Wait, what's that? Out yeah. of malice? With malintent. <laughs> malintent. Like, you know, people be calling us out on, on Facebook and saying like, why do you hate Filipinos and you're just tearing us all down and destroying our community with all of this nonsense? And it's like, we never mean to do any of that. It's always just perception. And that's why yeah. I think understanding the impact that we have and acknowledging it when we're wrong, you know, that, that really is what kind of drives our mission. It's not always yeah. like, you know, I, our intentions are always going to be good or hopefully they are, usually are, but that doesn't change how it impacts certain people. Yeah. Um, here's another comment. LOL, just stand up for yourself. When someone calls me fat, I just tell them because I like to eat. Is that such a crime? Ha ha. And open up the freaking conversation and just be honest. If someone in the fam calls you fat, tell them it makes you feel a certain way. They'll probably feel bad. If they take it as a joke, then jab at them with a shady comment. Damn, we got to stand up for ourselves. We got to grow that backbone of standing up for ourselves. See, and then that that goes into like Filipino culture where most people no, you don't. can't do that to an older to an adult you can't yeah. do that to someone older I mean I wouldn't I don't even know if that's just like a Filipino thing I, I mean I don't I just think that's it mean it, you like you, you never get to that point where you feel like you can give advice to an older someone older than you wait you so know? then this is perfect to ask you like what hap what's the family dynamic when you go back um I mean I think it's it's changed a little bit just because I think me and my sister both like in every aspect of our life, we're just so different from how my parents grew up. You know, like they were married by 24, had kids super early, you know, like just like even beyond the food thing. Like we've just told them like, hey, don't question what we do. Like it's different, different times. And I just don't think they really talk about, like they don't, they know not to press anything. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, one interesting part about this video that I was going to say is that there's a lot of, because obviously like there have been times where people have like commented on my weight and just being on camera it i think you know they say like the camera adds 10 pounds it really does in that sense that like just as someone that ends up being on camera more often than not like i see weight in myself even if it's only like two or three pounds like i can really tell i can probably look at a video and tell you my exact weight to the pounds that I was at that time because it just seems so jarring to me. But when I'm at like a lower weight, like when I am, you know, just being more conscious of what I'm eating and like working out more, this, the, rea the reactions I get from 
people I see in person is that I look too skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I look normal or when I look fine on camera, the reactions I get from people is like, ooh, you need to eat more. But if I look more healthy or like more like like I'm on like a, I don't know, like I'm eating well three meals a day in person, I you can see it on camera. And so there's just, if you are especially in entertainment, there is no winning. There just is no winning. Because I guarantee you, like, even the people that look really pretty and you see their jaw, like, perfect jaw lines on TV, if you see them in person, it's like, oh, my God, that person needs a burger. You know, like, it's just like that. It's just like it sucks. There's no, there's no in-between. And I think people in television and people in entertainment just get it from both sides. No, and I, I think that's crazy. Like, we also cover that in the video. And it's it's not just something you'd find in entertainment because, oddly enough, you'd see that in a Filipino party, I think half of the people would say like, oh yeah, my titas are telling me like I'm, um, I gained some weight. And then the other titas, cause you know, our, so much of our culture is also surrounded by food. And so yeah. it's like, oh, you need to eat more and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think all of these are super common things to see at a Filipino party. My, just answer, my parents cook delicious food. That's why I'm fat. That's terrible. <laughs> like that's just so bad. <laughs> it sucks. Um, you know, there's actually a lot of really good comments in this in this thread. Should we read a couple? Yeah, read some of them. Yeah, while you're finding comments, I mean, I think honestly, probably the way that I handle food knowing going into like certain like things that we're filming for Philharmonic or for even for One Down stuff, it's probably not great. Like being on camera for stuff does not set you up for like a healthy mm-hmm, eating mm-hmm. style. <laughs> No, that's it's not true. good. I think the other thing is like I almost never show up on camera, um, which is like why I like agreed to a podcast show. Even if we mm-hmm. do end up doing video, that's fine. Um, <laughs> but it's audio first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, I, I completely agree. So denomination said, I love to be body shamed because I laugh at who it's coming from. Usually same thing they're shaming. I mean, and that takes a lot of guts to do, right? At the same time, it's like not everyone's going to have that. You know, a lot of the time, too, if you are pointing something out at a family thing, it's not something that the person is not thinking about. You know, like you're not the first person to point it out. It's definitely run across their mind. And the worst nightmare is that someone else noticed, too. So, like, doesn't help. Well, here, okay, (laughs) so here's the other thing. Like, there's a Filipino part at play, but I also think there's a lot of people who who tend to be introverted. So like I'd be one of those people who I'd describe myself as introverted. And so mm-hmm. if people were to tell me comments, I would just like kind of chuckle and be like, <laughs> okay, yeah. you know, just because I like, I honestly do not know how to respond. And, you know, that was one of the questions that Sapphire poses, like how do we respond? And I know a lot of people, like they'll go back and forth, but not every situation is going to have the same answer, you know? Yeah. Um, like I don't think it's going to be possible that every single one of our titas can all of a sudden convert to affirming all of us, you know, like that's right. not necessarily going to happen. And I don't think all of a sudden this entire generation is going to have the ability to just stand up for themselves. Um, I yeah. think very much so a lot of people prefer to be passive because they don't want to create any type of conflict and they're fine with that. So I think there's there's multiple ways to go around it. And even like for myself, I just tend to be like a, a bit more quiet about comments, I guess. But I things don't necessarily bother me the same way, I guess. But just because, you know, and the, the whole part of this too is like just because it doesn't bother you, like it will bother other people, right? It's just yes, like a, absolutely. even just saying like, I don't mind seeing the comments because I can fire back at them. But like not everyone is going to be in a position where they can fire back. Um, yes. 
and you know just because like one person's like just say like one you know one of the comments being um don't take things so seriously mm-hmm. or it's like you know some people take things like maybe this does not go under their like things i don't take seriously category you know like they might take this super seriously you know and it it's um it's different for everyone so like just the general fact that there's an obviously this resonated with a good amount of people you have to take that in consideration you know you know we were just talking about this with a completely unrelated subject but one thing we were talking about with my roommates was talking about putting pronouns into email signatures mm-hmm. um and we were talking about how it, f- it feels a little bit like virtue signaling, like as someone that uses pronouns that, you know, people just assume my pronouns are correct. You know, like I have the generally socially ex- like acceptable pronouns that people assume for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like I'm pandering almost to put my pronouns in my email signature to be like virtues and like, look how great I am. Like as someone that's cis, like I put my pronouns here and look at how good I am, you know? So that's why I'm like nervous to put it in my email signature. Cause I don't want people to think that I'm doing it just for attention. Uh, but at the same time, me putting my pronouns in my signature has nothing to do with how I feel about it. Right. Like it's about how it, it affects someone else that is more nervous about putting it there. So like me putting my pronouns, it like doesn't even cross my mind. And like me doing it, has an entirely different connotation than what I'm concerned about. But the reason I'm doing it is not for me. So it's better to just ignore my own thoughts about it because I am comfortable doing it and putting it there to make someone else more comfortable. So it's the same thing where it's like, don't body shame. Even if you personally don't care about body shaming, don't do it and don't let other people get away with it, even if you personally might be okay with it. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, no, that that ramble makes sense. sense. (laughs) I think that, so that kind of goes into like Filipino versus Filipino X. Not so much. And I know like when we're talking to a Philippine audience, it's going to get a bit dicey. That's how I feel about it in terms of like, I don't personally use Philippine X, but I respect anyone who makes that choice to for the reasons that they have. And I, yeah. I get, we'll have another episode all about that. We'll get into another episode about Filipino. Yeah, I won't go and I won't go into that. But yeah, no, no, no I totally agree. We with will you. get there. We'll get there someday. Yeah. Anyway, so for uh, just really before we move on, I wanted to bring on a guest who has a story about body shaming that happened today. Hello, I'm Tessa Albea. I'm Leo's sister. I'm a producer for One Down, and I am plus size Panay. Ooh, oh my gosh I'm actually never that's my you. first time saying it um wow this is I'm already good like this is my first time saying it because body oh my god I'm gonna cry no but um being confident in my body is something that I struggle with just because like I let it fluctuates a lot um mm-hmm. also just you know and I think it's a lot of things that a lot of us struggle with and being in front of the camera and everything it's it can be difficult and people don't know how triggering words can be but this Uber driver today, he, hmm, let me just tell you. <laughs> Thank you, Kasha. Okay. So, w- just for <laughs> context, we're in Vegas. Obviously, we're we're traveling to and from places via Uber, and so I I order the Uber, and then you know everyone's getting in. It's me, Atitessa, my mom, and then my queer Reynard. So it's us. It's us four. And then we get uh, an extra large Uber so that we can fit four people because the standard is like three people. Yeah. 
So, you know, the, the regular, you know, you would, the, what you do is when you get into the car, you move the seats back, right? So, and then you go in. So I was like, okay, my mom's been having problems. Like, I don't mind going to the back of the van. I mean, you know, it's normal, right? So I'm, I'm literally putting the seat down. Like, my foot is, like, on the top, like, about to go in. And the Uber oh, driver is no. like, no, 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 no. Only medium-sized people in the back. And I was like. Yeah, he literally, he literally he stopped her. He stopped me. And he said, medium-sized people first. Or what did he oh, Yeah, no. No, only medium-sized in the back. Yeah, only like, medium-sized. In my head, I'm like. So then, yeah, she steps back and then I go in. Wait, no, wait. But I, t- I said, mom, you go in. Luckily, I was, you know, I'm not going to be rude. He seemed like an elder gentleman. I think he was, he was Filipino. I could, you know, his Asian No, descent. I'm pretty sure he was Filipino. No, I'm pretty sure he's Filipino. But I was like, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm having a good time with my family. We're enjoying. But those things are really triggering. And so, but I said, I said to get my mom in, but Luigi just goes right in. He's like, I'm medium. But yeah, so that was my, um, my story today. And well, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, it's tough because, you know, in that sort of position, Obviously, he's very much in the wrong, right? Mm. So, like, also, who, like, when you're put in that position, are you going to, like, cause a scene? No, she didn't. It, like, right exactly, there. Exactly, she did I know, but, like, and it's, like, it sucks because you don't want to cause a scene because that makes things much worse, you know? Like, you don't want to, like, you know, seem like something so passive that someone else said, make it seem like you were so affected by it. But at the same time, he's going to keep going on and doing that, saying shit like that all the time, you know? Mm. And so it just, it's videos like this are important because to be like, yo, shut the fuck up. You know, like that, shut the, the only way for up. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way for it to work, you know, is to talk about these things and have the uncomfortable conversations because in the moment, you're not going to say anything mm-hmm. because no one's going to say anything. And you know what? That also goes for another thing happened. I don't know if Leo caught it. So we went to a restaurant and um, this guy, the owner was like, oh, I didn't recognize you. You lost a lot of weight. That can be, you know, those comments and people, when they say those comments, they don't understand that 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 could also be, you know, in a, in a neg, it can come off negatively, especially to people yeah. that like, like myself that struggle with, you know, with um, being confident with myself and body, you know, and just body positivity. So when he said that in my head, I, you know, it's been quarantine. I haven't lost any weight. And for you to say that you don't recognize me because I've lost weight when I have not lost weight, it, 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 it can be triggering those types of comments. And especially when people, especially, you know, when you have relatives or anything, it's so, my mom, all the time, it comes off easy to her. She doesn't, oh, oh, um, how, oh, make sure you have extra food for your out there, stuff like that. It's like little things that, of course, they they don't know. They don't, and it's also yeah. an, another thing where we can't say anything. Of course, you know, my, they don't come out of malice. They don't know that it hurts us. And also, I would never be like, no, mom, like that hurts, but it does. And how yeah. do we speak up? And that's where we struggle, you know. And that goes with a lot of other things. But I think just, I mean, even right now, it's my first time even speaking about my struggles with my body ever. I've never mm. struggled. I mean, yeah, I it does. But this is my first time even just making the statement of saying, hey, yeah, these comments hurt me, especially being, especially being on camera and doing lives and stuff like that. Those things yeah. hurt. But yeah. you just keep going. But it, we really just, there. I don't know if there is like a right or wrong, but we just need to there speak There isn't. Up. There is no, like, there's no right way to do it. And then, because the thing is, too, like, it gets to the point, too, where if you don't talk about it, it's just you feel like you're, like, subconscious that everyone's, like, thinking about it all the time. And it just, like, there is no, 
good way about it. And I mean, ultimately, the solution here is like not stigmatize it, you know, like not yeah. think of it as like a taboo topic at all. Um, but that takes a long time. No, and it so takes generations. That, that's what I think is so relevant about this podcast because, you know, we tend to talk about entertainment topics and body shaming necessarily isn't necessarily an entertainment topic. But one thing that I will say, like, that might be, you know, empowering, we're, we're on Kumu here. And one of the people that we brought on, her name is Nicolette. Um, her podcast is called Evolve with Nicolette. And she came into the studio to do a stream with this plus size pin eye model. Her name is Vanessa Camille. And so they came in and they started talking about body positivity. And Vanessa is the only plus size pin eye signed to her agency. And I think it's so important that people see that these body shapes exist and that these body shapes are seen as beautiful. Like you look at Vanessa and you're like, dang. Um, and I think, you know, that's one thing that I take, at least just from this conversation, you even being able to talk about that um, and your experience, I think is, you know, part of that is being able to see Vanessa and Nicolette feeling comfortable on stream talking about these subjects. And I think that's yeah. why representation, you know, again, it goes back to this. When we talk about representation and we say Filipino representation, it's not just one look. You know, it's not just full Filipinos. That's what typically people think we're talking about. But it's the whole spectrum, the whole experience yeah. of all of these different Filipinos. And I think body shape is also one of those things that we can see more when we're talking about representation. You know, honestly, one of the biggest things I'm going to take from this is when people say like, oh, you look good. Like to not say that anymore. Like and people are like, if you see someone that like loses weight or you see someone that like is looking healthy, I'm not like you never should never like never comp like, you know, it's like it's such a there's like a thing on TikTok right now, too, is that there's this one influencer that has like went like lost a bunch of weight and everyone's like complimenting now on like congratulations. Like you look you look good. Just like, ooh, that's tough. That's look, Adele. Look that's Adele. Before. That's everything about Adele. Adele right now. Yeah, Adele, too. And so yeah. everyone was saying, oh, Adele lost weight because she didn't like how her body looked. And one of the things that she was saying to Oprah, it was like, she was not focused on her body image. You know, she lost weight as a result of doing something that she loved. She found out that she just loved exercising. Like she loved working out and having a routine and just um, like, it, it helped her think. I guess when you're a celebrity and like the whole world is yeah, different. Okay. The, the way, <laughs> yeah, okay. What, don't you don't believe that? that? Not that I don't believe that, but there's an obvious, like, As financial side. Rebel Wilson is a great example, too. You know, it's just another, I don't know, there's another aspect of that. Wait, um, so, okay, Rebel Wilson gets complicated because um, one of the things that people were saying is Rebel Wilson fits the bill of this plus-size, funny white woman. And so when she loses her weight, she lost a lot of her endorsements because she doesn't fit that role anymore. Yeah. So it just gets so complicated. But yeah, I mean, but in the eyes of like entertainment, she can now be considered like a mainstream love interest. You know, like she can be considered like a mainstream actress as opposed to just being the plus size comedian. Yes, exactly. You know? Also to Chachi, we were... The BTT episode that we looked at today was the body shaming in Filipino culture. And so we're we're generally just talking about body shaming and all that stuff. Yeah. 
Hi, this is Rika. Hi, this is JC. <laughs> so you like listening to podcasts? Try listening to ours. It's called the Hala Hala Show. Yeah, we talk about X, Y, and Z. It's called our lives. Yeah. Also, the trending topics. We talk about what's going on in the world, and we'll read some of your fan mail if you send it to us. Ooh, fan mail! I never thought that we would have fan mail. Yeah. But we're here with two. Yes. <laughs> it's available wherever you listen to your podcast. Wherever you listen to all your favorite podcasts, to any of your podcast network Asia shows as well. So after listening to this one, why don't you give us a try? Please go listen to our show, okay? Slurp on, slurpers. <laughs> Let's go to the second segment in terms of where we talk about things that you would have changed had you redone this video. As someone that didn't work on this video, one thing that I think would have been interesting to delve into or at least allude to in the fact that you would have talked about it in another spot is the skin lightening or the nose or like the other physical things that aren't necessarily fat shaming because it was just like just hinted at enough where it's like ooh I want to know more about that and there was no like that was it it's just like there's body shaming also these other two things which are also like super hot button topics that had there been like an option to be like click through and listen to and like listen to a video about this I would have 100% like right click add it open in another tab and like watch that afterwards yeah so I mean I, I think this video is a good example of what happens when you go specific because I think when we would talk about other episodes, I would usually say, oh, I covered too many things in a span of time, and that's why the views are low. For this one, the views are really high. It's almost at a million views on Facebook. And I think it's actually because of that reason. Like when we talk about body shaming, I think in this episode, so we mostly focused on weight. But you're mm -hmm. absolutely right. And it's an indication that these conversations can kind of build into a series. The other thing yeah. I'll say is we have an entire video on anti-blackness and that covers kind of, you know, how people look at their skin color within the Filipino community, how they look at certain um, things about our bodies that we can't change, whether it's the shape of our nose or our hair texture. And, you know, that was with Dante Bosco and that video also got a million views. And so I, I think you're correct in terms of like, this could become a bigger series, but yeah. I would actually disagree. That's not something I would change if I were to do this video again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily that you would like not take it out of this video, but I would have had like I would have, you know, there were there was I think there's an opportunity there to like talk about those topics in a different spot too. Like, yeah. Even, you know, prep to talk about it other places. Also, question this did you talk to AJ? Like how like did the conversation with AJ go about him approaching this conversation? Oh, yeah, that's such a good question. Hold on. When you think AJ Raphael, you're going to think about him as the artist. You don't mm -hmm. think of him as the person talking about their body or weight necessarily. But there was a highly engaged post on subtle Asian traits, or, or mm -hmm. maybe it was subtle Filipino traits, I can't remember. And it was a tweet of him talking about how someone was saying, AJ, you've gained some weight and he was really offended by it because it was completely mm -hmm. inappropriate. And he actually gets those comments kind of frequently in some sense. Oh, yeah. Um, he posted about it today. Yeah. And so random. He literally posted about it today. Someone saying that also. Yeah. And so I think one of the, the important parts is like we wanted to show that this happens to a lot of different Filipinos. We, ha we also had the Leia Salonga quote, but I think it would be 
also really empowering for us to see AJ, someone who a lot of people look up to, who has high visibility in the Filipino American community, also tell us like, hey, this happens to me. Yeah. So and, yeah, that was I mean, he's part. pretty open about it, which is interesting that he's so transparent about these kind of things. Yeah, he was really great. I, I think it's So like, did you message him? Do you send him the message and be like, hey, can you talk about you want to talk about this on video or what? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm trying to remember how it went about. One thing that I'll say about AJ is like he is so supportive about a lot of the stuff that we do over at One Down. And I just remember seeing that tweet and I was like, wait, he would be perfect just to talk about the subject. Because like for everyone yeah. here, um, AJ also looked over some of our scripts for the Cheesemies. So he's been a huge resource um, to One Down. And yesterday was the first time I met Alyssa, his fiance. Oh, nice. Alyssa is literally... <laughs> the best person in the world we got along so well and she yeah, literally like dms one down afterwards she's like i'm literally obsessed with you all That's, so yeah she's yeah. amazing Alyssa is so great and again she's like she's forbes 30 under 30 um and you know we want to bring her in actually just to get her to talk more about her experience and in everything that she's done over at disney because i only know like the surface level things about her but she was already telling me like how she started literally as a performer at Disneyland and now all the way up as executive director. Like, how the hell do you do that? Yeah. So super relevant topic. She was great. Um, AJ's always we great. We want to bring her in for a uh, Philharmonic collab too. So there's like a, a whole thing that we're Dude, we're that's perfect. On. I think I've talked about it, whatever. We talked about doing a, a Leia Salonga medley. I want to get four girls to come and do four different Leia Salonga songs. And so we want to get Alyssa... I literally haven't asked these people yet. So like this, if they find, watch this later, they're finding out for the first time. Like Alyssa doesn't even know this. I think I told Alyssa's brother. Um, Alyssa, Jules Aurora. I don't know. We just want to find four Filipino girls to come do four different Leia Salonga songs and do yeah. like a big medley. Yeah, that would be great. Because she used to sing Reflection in the park. That's how she started singing um, the Mulan song. Any other last thoughts of things that you would have changed? What would anything that you would have changed watching it back? You know, to be honest, the things that we put in were like slight comedy, very slight mm. comedy. That's me putting in Let's Get This Bread. That's me making Sapphire saying, Who is this girl I see? Like those were tests. Yeah. And after the fact, I would cut out that. Um, really? Yeah. I don't think they strengthened the point, but. At the time when we were doing this, I wanted to see if it added this layer of engagement. But I'm I'm pretty sure following episodes, they kind of cut that out. And even in the Chismis, there weren't many moments where we purposely yeah. took you out of it to make some type of comedic point. Um, just because yeah, like I'm no not comedy. a comedy writer at all. Yeah. I don't think most people think I'm funny when I like try to be. So <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. But yeah, no. so I, I think that's the only thing I would change. Overall, I, I really liked it. I think it was very to the point. There has been one time where someone was like, you know, because the first three seconds is Filipinos love the F word. And no, I don't mean cursing. I mean fat. And for me, that was a really creative and interesting way to intro the conversation. Because what you have here is this breaking of expectations. So when you think of Filipinos love the F word, you're automatically going to disagree because you don't see Filipinos as being explicit. They tend to be a little bit more conservative. Like, why would you think Filipinos love the F word? That's yeah. what kind of brings you in. 
And then when we yeah, hear fat, but it completely changes what you're thinking, which could be called click. Okay, so clickbait. and and there you go. <laughs> that is what someone said. Like that's clickbait. Blah 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 blah. You know whatever. Look, at the end of the day, thousands of people shared this. Thousands of people commented on it, and so many people can relate. I and don't so think it's I, clickbait. I mean, I think it is clickbait. I don't think it's bad. And yeah, and you and I have a different relationship with that word. Whatever. Um, <laughs> But what I will say, and I I always say this, you have two options, especially when you're in social media. You're either going to hit 1,000 people or you're going to hit 1 million people. Which one are you going to choose? And we choose the 1 million because we believe that maximum impact for these important topics is important. And I was thinking of this when we were watching it, of like if I was um, watching this for the first time and I didn't have to go, if I didn't have to watch it all for the podcast's sake, where I would have closed out of the video. And I was, I would have closed it out right after AJ's segment ended. One small thing that I think I've learned, I learned from just watching that, um, is making sure that every like segment of it, like every, I know like when we're writing these, we're talking about like page one, page two, Mm -hmm. page three, and like what, what points you have to hit. Um, I think if I were to do something similar to this again, I would really, I would really strengthen the segue between the pages um, because I think the connection between AJ and whatever came next wasn't strong enough or like didn't have enough of a link of like, here's an entertainment thing that I found interested. And then like whatever that came next was like a little bit more like academic. And I, I, I it like wasn't similar enough that I was like, eh, this is, this no longer is interesting to me because it completely like changed directions. Um, so that's my little media takeaway from this is to strengthen transitions between like chapters on in videos. No, that's, that's great. I, I think. So you're picking up on something that was completely unintentional in the sense that when we reached out for interviews from other people, that was actually after the fact, after we had filmed. So that's Mm. basically a pickup and it's like trying to bridge the gap. But there is exactly what you said. There is no transition because we had not known it. Yeah, that AJ was going to be in there. That makes sense. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. Like for for Chismis, we purposely didn't have guests. It was like an intentional choice because we have the option to, because I have, we we have experts reading these scripts, but we chose not to only because we needed to keep it concise. So that's actually a relevant question about, um, you know, in our, in our podcast, the second thing is always like, how would you improve it? My one tip is there is a difference between creating on Facebook versus creating on YouTube. For YouTube, you can have, vlog type content vlog type Mm. content isn't going to exist well on facebook because people on facebook their mindset is more so i see what i need and i leave so that's why if you're vlogging something like nas daily where it's a very like quick concise one minute of vlogging that works but something like any other type of lifestyle vlogging isn't going to work on facebook because people won't give you that time So that is actually why if we do interviews where people aren't scripted and we're able to be concise with what they say, that doesn't technically end up or that doesn't usually end up in the Facebook because the algorithm doesn't really the algorithm slash the user experience doesn't really support that type of content. So that's actually why. Hmm. 
Hi guys, my name is Francesca. And you've got me, Jelly. You've got Del here. All right, so we hear that you like to listen to podcasts. You know what? That is pretty cool. It's the in thing to do right now. And we've got one. It's called The Eavesdrop. Do check it out, okay? We like to talk about everything and anything that's probably on your mind. Um, unfiltered, unedited, <laughs> sometimes to our own disadvantage. But go check it out after listening to this one. So at the end of every episode, we do a little media end, a little media snack of something that we are watching or listening to. So, Leo, what are you watching that you want our listeners to check out? Yeah, you know, I didn't even realize that I was going to say this one because I was going to say a Philharmonic video. You have two media endas for today. You always come with no media endas, and now you have two. No, no, no. One. I was going to say a Philharmonic video because our family had, uh, you know, Tessa, Tessa, me, and Korea, Eugene. No, but we actually got to see the Philharmonic live um and I, I was telling this to christine again i love the philharmonic i was already <laughs> i was already a fan like i i love y'all and your work <laughs> but i was but telling different Chris when you see him in person i was telling christine like dude they're good like they're so <laughs> good live um and i was like i knew they were good but they're like good and then um and I was telling you, like, it was the surround sound, it was the lighting, it was the staging. Like, we really got the full experience. Um, and and it's so hard to really feel that, you know, just on a screen, like, um, with your audio out loud, whatever it might be. I could only imagine what it would have been like when you were when you all were competing. But yeah, I, I was telling her that. And Christine, you know, she works in dubbing for Netflix, so she already knows the importance of audio. And so, you know, she was just in complete agreement. So anyway, I feel like Trace had already mentioned this, but of recent, I've just been watching their video with Joe Serafini for the I'll Be Home for Christmas because it was one of the songs that I really liked that they had done at the show in Cerritos. Oh, so thanks. That's my... I arranged that one. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's that's a me arrangement. Um, okay. So my media for this week is the uh, represented, is this the pilot? The yes. pilot episode? So of I'll be Isabel candid, Waldo? this was not okay. supposed to be the pilot. Okay. It was actually, it's actually supposed to be someone else. Should I just announce who the other, who the person would sure. have been? Yeah. It was supposed to be Roland. Roland Ross, the oh, CEO nice. and founder of Kumu. You know, he, we have him in an exclusive interview for the podcast, oh, podcast, oh my God, for the YouTube series. Um, catch him on our podcast. Well, look, one if day. you want to do it for the podcast, yeah, yeah. he can come on. <laughs> yeah, one day. Um, but yeah, so he was supposed to be. It's a whole editing thing. Like, ed I I know Trace knows this because he has like a lot of that he has to edit. But yeah, so we're still Literally the other two Philharmonic videos. The other two Christmas Philharmonic videos that have not come out yet are because I am too busy and I've not edited them. But wait, yes. your Philharmonic so videos? Are you just cutting angles and stuff? Literally every Philharmonic video is me on YouTube being like, I don't know, like like this premiere. I don't know, cut between the different shots we took. We did it 15 times. Which one looked the coolest? Yeah, no, that makes sense. So if anyone wants to edit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. It just talks about Isabel in the fashion industry. Um, you know, it gives her some background as like more than just like a TikTok personality. Um, you know, with her on TikTok, obviously super short form. Um, you don't get to see too much of what's going on behind the scenes. 
Uh, and the represented video gave a more of like a full picture of who she actually is and how she got to where she was. I've interviewed her before, so I kind of knew most of it, but it's cool just to see it in that format. And the set ended up looking really cool because we had, I had, you know, had watched what was going on outside the frame. So watching it, how it came together and what you saw in just that little 16 by nine square, like was really cool. Yeah, I, I think, so one down moving in this direction is completely new to us because we're not curating the the narrative yeah. and that's that's very much so cheese means that's very much so breaking the thought like what we say comes from the one down writing and like this we're one super researched behind it yeah yeah exactly and this one is a lot more candid and i think my favorite part is like we get to meet and see different people and like represented is such a good name for this series because it's so concise like obviously one of the major things that one down is always talking about is representation um and so Again, like for Isabel, it's represented in she's representing Filipinos in fashion. And then mm -hmm. there's going to be so many different ways that we look at representation because of the people that we have. So it's it's just a really exciting thing for us to to go into. How do you think it's doing? Like it's going to be obviously like a bit of a change into like the one down algorithm, how you guys get listens. Um, yeah. Is that OK? Yeah. So I'll say. You know, the, this is the thing that I also learned in working in Philippine media, which is so different from working in America. And it has to do with brand equity. Basically, you know, the concept is people think that something will go viral because someone's famous. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'd be working on these videos with these big celebrities. And like, for example, when we had Ann Curtis, everyone knows Ann Curtis. And yes, the video of Ann Curtis did go viral. Um, but then we have all these other big stars um, and some of their videos didn't do as well as the others. So I think the first part of it is like the, the fame part, especially when you're talking about YouTube, is how you get external viewers watching your stuff as you have a larger YouTube um, following and people are already understanding what to expect, then they'll come back for it. Um, mm. The problem with One Down right now is we're not necessarily in the business or in the mindset of seeing artists and creators and all these things where I would say we're seeing this as like educational channel. Right. Like if you want to talk about something Filipino, you're going to go to One Down. But you don't necessarily correlate or um, think of us when it's like talking about celebrities. That's one of the things that we want to start moving towards as we consider entertainment, specifically representation, that we don't need to be just educating or edutainment, but we really want to start working with people who are actually doing the work. So that includes like bringing in AJ and Alyssa. That includes bringing in like all these other folks. Bella who are Porch like and, uh, and uh, Bretman Rock. Nice. All right, so that's it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Cheesemies Canceled. Make sure to follow us on Apple and Spotify and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. You also can follow us on Kumu, where we stream this podcast live every Monday if you want to listen to us as it happens um, and join the conversation. So until next time, I'm Trace. And I'm Leo. See you later. Goodbye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. 
Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.